We're back. We're back. The dinosaurs' tale, or something like that. Dinosaur allies. Dinosaurs everywhere. Hello, everyone. Uh, we're Hello, back. Jacob. We're back. Mm. And we are the dinosaurs marching, marching. We are the dinosaurs. Got a bit of a what do you think of that? Nose thing going on. My oh, congestion awaits us in January. Yeah. So this is the first episode of 2015. Yeah, it is. How do we welcome the year in? <laughs> we welcome it uh, collected, collected, calm. <laughs> Are you doing the old... Uh, Renfield... Or now that you have learned life. what you have learned, double life. No, 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 double life. No, 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 double knife. Double knife. Speak about double life, Jake. Okay, so double life is a book by Dawson Vosberg, who was on the show, a friend of the show, should we say? Uh, I think he wrote in two thousand eight. Eight. Well, it came out in two thousand eight anyway. After he had written the cult classic Day of the Dragon, uh, and double life was about a kid called Josiah Jones. I never read the book, but. <laughs> Uh, it's about him putting on glasses I did the and getting into a spy world. Book. And you also tried to do the audiobook, like The Day of the Dragon. Um, but I think you only got two episodes in, I mean two chapters in, and uh, there was a hilarious part. In my audiobook? In your audiobook, where yeah. Josiah is at school. And this is before Josiah gets the glasses, before he puts on the glasses and gets into the <laughs> world. He's at school, and he meets this kid who's older than him. He's cooler. He's the cool guy in school. And Josiah's in gym class with him. Or something like that. And he goes up to him. How does the rest go? He and goes up to like, him and he's like... Because he doesn't know anybody in this school. Josiah. Yeah. yeah. And, but he meets this guy who's really cool. Older than him. And he asks him something. Like, is this the locker or something? I don't know. Yeah, and then Dawson wrote, the other guy, you know, laughed himself. <laughs> and then you went... <laughs> I took a very huge liberty there. A giant <laughs> it liberty. It said... He laughed hard, so laughed a long time, and I just went for it. And for about I, half a minute, yeah, and up uh, until the point where <laughs> all the breath was out of your system. Yeah, going, yeah. <laughs> the funniest thing is like we're that. describing this, and I could easily just pull it out and okay, let's play it. it. Why don't we play it? All right, Here this it is, is 2008. An excerpt from Double Life. <laughs> the conversation came to an awkward silence. So, I said. So what? Do you like to do on the weekends? Josh laughed. <laughs> he laughed hard. Dude, that's great! What? What? I thought. Apparently, I was really funny. So I smiled and laughed anyway. <laughs> Unsure if I had this the right thing. We're back. Did you yeah, hear that? You can see. Listen to all the air. Just gone. From it was the fun. System. Too bad we, we ruined the, the best part of the show. The best part of the... Uh, What's the best part of the show? Audiobook. Oh, that's true. That's the, that's the only Josiah. good part. Josiah! Well, anyway... And now, welcome, welcome everyone, uh, as we always begin, random oh, uh, stories and things. What shall we talk about? Well, we have a couple things we Points might, for you who might be know this about. reference. What? Points for people who know this reference. Oh yeah, interested. that's right, extra points. Uh, I hope you guys are doing well. I hope I'm doing well. <laughs> are you doing well? I'm, I'm doing uh, okay. How are you doing, Jacob? I'm okay. Yeah. How are you? You're alright? Well, I'm, I got a little, I got some work to do, you know, I got I know, some me too. Those, uh, commission things going on. But not on. commissions. What do you have? Oh, I got commissions. I got. I got a little animation to do. That's pretty good. Well, yeah. not real animation. Um, you know, After Effects puppet animation. Yeah. Um, pretty cool though. I mean, it's going pretty there. well. Going good practice. Uh, it seems that I keep running out of time. In what I need way? more time management, I guess. Mm-hmm. Well, like I wake up and it's like, huh, what am I doing here? And it's just. Can't be waking up too much. I mean, what whatever do I do? I do whatever do I do? Yeah. So um, we're doing this today. Uh, do you have any kind of you know recapping we can do or some kind of you know conversations we can have? Yeah. As you know, this is called Phil and Jake in conversation. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. Um, I only got one topic to talk about. Uh huh. Mm. 
Uh, which is, I know what it is. Should I reveal it? Sure. Uh, the formats. The video formats. <laughs> yeah, video formats. I cannot believe how many people will think this is boring. Well, I can, actually. Well, I, can. I think, yeah. No one's going to think this is exciting. It's, it's a very... Um, it makes for exciting niche, It's a very niche topic because it's so specific. And it's not super relevant, necessarily, but... Yeah, 2015. 2015. The year of Blu-rays. The year of... Back to the Future. Maybe we can talk about Back to the Future. Well, part we two. could. We could as well. So, uh, what else is there? What movies have we seen recently? X-Men. X-Men. Days of Future Past. Yeah, but we watched that that's recently? a movie that came out in 2014, so I don't know what you could say about X-Men Days of Future Pants that <laughs> the pants were dead. That I think people was, wouldn't I know think, about before. I think it was still interesting. Uh, I think it was. I think it held I up. think it's a good film. Second viewing held up. It held up, yeah. I, I like X Men. Interesting themes in X Men, I think. We can't resist it. You know this? sing it in some way or Because when I sing it, I can hear it in my head, and it's so cool. Watch, watch Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol. Oh, you seen these are, these are our movies for January, huh? Yeah, these are January movies. Yeah. We haven't seen this since the cinema. Uh, in 2011. Yeah, November 2011. In a Limax. In a Limax screen. See, since we're talking formats, we yeah, can talk we can, about we can Limax. we can mention Limax, too. which I think we've mentioned before, have we not? I don't think so. I well, think let's so. mention it now. All Limax. Right. So, so you... back in the day when Limax yes. existed and when it began to exist, I don't even know when Limax started. I think it was probably 80s, 90s, maybe early, 90s. Early 90s. That sounds right. right. Huge screen. Yeah. Big, big film. That's what it was all about. And Shooting film. A gigantic experience. Yeah. And I think that back then, I don't know what the ratio was between 3D movies and 2D movies, but I think that, I mean, that was the novelty, was 3D. IMAX 3D was, was yeah. interesting. Remember when we went to watch our first IMAX 3D movie? Or I don't know about you, I don't know. I think for me it was probably New York, the New York film. Remember? I think it was. In Vienna? I yeah, don't know. Yeah. What was yours? Something before that, like in the States or something. Might have been, but I don't remember anything. But then there was also 2D movies that they showed. Actually, IMAX usually showed documentaries. Yeah, they made exclusive documentaries. Exactly, exclusive documentaries for the format. Yeah. So you'd have stuff like space, exploration. There was a, there was a lot of the movies about the of moon. Egypt. Egypt. Ta- historical things. Geographical stories. Hey, they show that in IMAX too? The Mysteries of Egypt, they show that in IMAX. Yeah, yeah, that's an IMAX documentary. Movie. Interesting, because it was also a member of the Children's Museum of Indianapolis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have the... But the, the Cynodome. Yeah, every... Yeah, and there's the domed IMAX, which was I like the an interesting IMAX. thing as well. I don't know how they filmed these domes. I think you have to film it specifically to, you know, to fill in this circumference of yeah. this, this half-dome shape. And I was always wondering... Too bad this format is kind of extinct because I would have definitely wanted to maybe make film a movie with that kind of a domed format because I think it might have been a different experience. Yeah. I was actually thinking if they ever made the Halo movie, you could do that, the dome format. Yeah, that'd be cool because it's space. Yeah, yeah. So you have very... That was amazing. Now, there, there was an experience in the Children's Museum of Indianapolis where they had this... Uh, do you call it an observatory? Is that what you call it? Yeah. I don't know. It was a dome ceiling and everyone sat in these seats that were reclined back no it wasn't it was a what do you call those well they called it a planetarium yeah that's what they called it and we sat back and we watched the the little documentary i think it was more for kids on the ceiling yes we sat back everything was dark and they projected which they actually projected multiple projectors that would be essentially stitched together so it was seamless it didn't seem like multiple projectors it looked like one big screen on, on this, this half dome. dome, yeah, and uh, we watched something about space. I think it was like I said, more for kids. But what was amazing was that they had this a couple of shots where uh, you were flying through space, mm. and it really felt like you were flying through space because yeah. of the setup, and you were lying down and looking through. Whoa, mm, yeah, that kind of stuff you could util- utilize for if you did a Halo movie. Like, is that what you said? Halo mm-hmm. movie, right? That'd be for great. the dome, because you'd be uh, flying through space. You'd shoot things like Stanley Kubrick would, which is wide. Which is great. Yeah. Um, and I, I like the wide shots because many people seem to shy away from that because they like the close-ups because they want to force people's vision, people's view. They want, they want the larger-than-life. Well, 
No, because they want the emotions to come through with yeah, the close-up, which is completely understandable. But I think people don't actually consider what size of film they're shooting for, what presentation the all-around experience is going to have with the size of the screen. So in my case, I always want to see a big movie and a big screen. So with that in mind, you can make wider shots and people will still be able to see the close-up because it's a bigger screen. You'll be able to look at the sharp image of this person crying his heart out mm-hmm. internally and you can see the suffering in his face. Yeah. But it would still be a two-shot, what would normally be reserved for a two-shot for two people, you know what I mean? That kind of that kind of distance. Yeah. So maybe Perfectly generally fine. generally wider. Yep. That'd be sweet. But uh, they don't do that. They just go, you know, they go J.J. Abrams. That's a modern thing, I think. <laughs> it is. Because look at uh, films like um, Lawrence of Arabia. Huge, huge so uh, scopes in terms of angles. Remember? Yeah, and they rarely go close, super yeah. close. And then it was reserved. Anyway, uh, so a Limax. We watched it at a Limax. No, no, no. The, what? The, 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 the cre- crematorium. No, the, the planetarium. planetarium. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we're done with the planetarium story. Are we? Because I want to tell what you how story? that Starfield was done. Okay, tell me. It's yeah. projectors, like I said. Unfortunately, it wasn't like an actual video projector. No? No, it was just an actual Starfield that was projected through some light. So it was actually physical dots huh. on this bulb, which really? is why the black levels were so good. Good. Wow, I didn't know that. I yeah. thought it was video. Unfortunately. But that doesn't mean that you can't do it. I think uh, someday technology will be so good that the black levels will be zero. Yeah, probably. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. the contrast ratio will be 1-1. One, one. And that would be a perfect world. I'm still waiting for... Or is it for... 1 million? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how that contrast ratio works. I'm still waiting for uh, e-ink to be in yeah. color. Yeah. So then we can have walls made out of e-ink, and so you can change your wallpapers every day. Yeah, but imagine movie theaters. They would have posters, right? They would have movie posters. Yeah, e-ink posters. But then someone's going to pay for their stupid, horrible... Horrible what? Like their stupid, horrible car insurance ad. Philip, that's, that's no different as we, like we have now. There's know, ads everywhere. It's, it's been trashed up the theaters so many times. Remember how nice it was when it was just the slide projector? In the yeah, theater, and now it's with, now with they... nice, calming, close, quiet music, mm-hmm. and now it's just a bombardment. I know, but I don't know how it is everywhere. It <laughs> Let's might go be behind the making of. <laughs> My experience with this was I, we had so many beers. <laughs> that was a challenge for all of them. <laughs> Log in. My Log character is site. a <laughs> very mysterious man. <laughs> Now learn behind-the-scenes secrets at NBC.com. Exactly. That's what's happening now. And you're trying to find your way to the seat and talk to your friends yeah. before the movie starts, but you can't because you have this garbage. And, and then there's an there's a advertisement for the military. Oh, it's always the military. That's the right. Military. But it's always the military. Hi, I'm Mark. I'm a, you know, I'm a, I'm a first-ranked whatever. Uh, soldier. Yeah. That's very generic. They, first rank, I uh, bet that's the only place in the world where you get military I would probably say yes. In the cinema. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In the theater, I bet. Like, before the movie like started... Hardcore. Before the movie started, there was, um, you know, these... Uh, join the like, Marines. I think usually the Army. Join the Army. Marines, maybe. Because Marines is a higher rank. Right, you have to right. Be, yeah, you have to it's be... It's a lot more dis- discipline, I crazy. think, being a Marine. And it's like, you have to, I think, pass a lot more tests and yeah. things. So, but yeah, that military, I remember that. Next time on... No, no. What are we doing? Uh, Limax. Yes. Uh, bring it back. And so IMAX had these different formats. Had this very huge big screen. Yes. I don't know what the size is, but you I get intimidated the size going inside of a regular screen. cinema. Triple some of that. Oh man, it is huge. It's way bigger. Gigantic. Like, I think it was like five normal screens put together. And they're very rare. I think IMAXs. Like Indianapolis had one. No, Indiana had one or two, maybe like one. It had two. Evansville. Indianapolis had two. Oh, because it had one normal IMAX at the. Museum of the, the state, museum. Muse, the field museum, the, the state, or state museum, museum. State and museum. it also had the Cinedome, the IMAX dome. In Did they? The museum. Oh yeah, that was IMAX. Yeah, that's why they had. I was wondering why they had Egypt. Well, Mr. Well, I thought yeah. it was just the Children's Museum own proprietary tech. Unfortunately, not. No. Oh, okay. I mean, fortunately, I don't know. Whatever. That you makes wanna, sense because when we looked up online and we found other places. Yeah. Yeah. The, and that's just one of their formats that they yeah. had, but I guess no one uses it anymore. So, 
That's sad. Well, that's because no one cares because everybody sits down and all they do is look at their cell phones. I know. Which is why it says, please turn off your cell phones. And pagers. And pagers. And, uh, and, and portable fax machines. Yeah, portable fax. Read my fax. Portable fax machine. <laughs> and, uh, fired! No, I'm fired! To finish this Limax thing was that then in 2000, mid-2000s, or late 2000s, I think, IMAX started to introduce a new format. I would say prematurely. Oh yeah, digital, right? Because mm-hmm. it's film. And in order to in order to accommodate the digital projectors, they had to size down the screens. Which is what they keep doing every time they make a new IMAX. But it's, exactly. it's not the rule, but they keep doing that, yes. Mm-hmm. And so now most of the and new IMAXs are smaller. Should I explain why, it me, why you said to accommodate the... Yeah, explain. Go ahead. Well, <laughs> that's because the bulb that has to uh, create the brightness for the uh, digital IMAX screen, uh, the projection, is not strong enough uh, as it would be for the 100 millimeter or 70 millimeter film for IMAX. Yeah. Or is it 100 millimeter? Cause, wait, wasn't it because the bulb, the bulb for the film projectors is really bright? Right? Yes, of course. And the way digital projectors work now... Uh, is different, I think, right? Yeah, it's 70 millimeter, going horizontal. It's different, right, the uh, the way digital projectors work, right? The brightness what? isn't there yet. Yeah, the brightness isn't there to accommodate the picture for the... Uh, screen size, mm-hmm. the big screen size. I think because it's too hot, perhaps. Might yeah, be, I don't know what the reason reasoning. is. But remember, um, they... Okay, go ahead, go ahead. But as far as I know, I haven't done any updating recently, but, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, IMAX Digital... Is still smaller and the bright and the colors are. I mean, the brightness is still not up there, and neither is the resolution. I mean, I think it was. Remember how it was? I think the IMAX that we have here is like just two K. Two K, but I think they used two of them, and they overlap. Like yeah, they, but that's they, just to add to like, add brightness. Yeah, but it's the same as two K. But that's not enough. That's definitely not enough. Um, no. There's gonna be four K IMAX and now. There's four K cinema screens as well, but. Uh, I think uh, you know there's this huge uh, debate over film formats and how much it is in equivalence to digital data, which is silly. And I think I talked about this before because it's one of those things that I just get annoyed about sometimes. Mm-hmm. But I would say IMAX uh, would be since it's seventy millimeter film. I mean, I think up to because the picture is being shot horizontally instead of vertically like this. Yeah, um, it would be. I would say the safe zone would be like. 6K, 7K, 8K. You mean save zone forever? Yeah, for preservation purposes and projection, like to make it look the equivalent of the IMAX that we've seen. But I don't know. I don't think, because like many uh, other factors chime in on the resolution of a movie or like the way you see a film. Right. Because well, I guess for, well, before we the lenses on... also play a good, huge deal. Right, right. Because I remember just watching Dark Knight Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises, remember? Because mm-hmm. they have different shots that they shot for IMAX Yep. in the IMAX format and then, then normal 35 or 70 millimeter. I think it's 35. No, I think it's 35. Um, and you can always tell when the IMAX one starts, right? Right, well, it's, it's crisper. It seems like there's more there's more That, I think, range. has to do with, one, the, the quality of the film, the 70 millimeter film, but also the... The lens, the lens, like and the sensor size, or whatever it is to yeah. But I we're just, we're talking basically just film. about sensor size uh, amounts, dots. Was it dots per inch on mm-hmm. film, and then yeah. pixels per inch, which is digital. But the but the lens does have a pretty big uh, stake in how right, the movie is perceived because if we were watching in a normal format, but we know that the IMAX one looks grander and bigger. Yeah, how can it do that, that if the resolution is the same? Yes. Yeah. But anyway, for anyone who might not know, 2K just means it's a little bit bigger than 1080p. Yeah. That's 2K. Which is our standard uh, TV HD today. And then 4K is double that, obviously. Yeah, obviously. And then, on, then it goes on. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so, with then, that in mind, Jacob, yes. uh, what were we saying about IMAX and LIMAX? That they're making smaller theaters for this LIMAX, which, mm-hmm. which is just two 2K projectors. And uh, soon they will have 4K if, unle- if they haven't already done that with the 4K-ness yeah. on the 
IMAX, but I think it's still not there yet. And if you can find an IMAX that is actual film and actually big, uh-huh. I think you've got a better deal there. Watch your Sunny. movies there. But then yeah. again, what happens to IMAX movies? Hardly anybody uses the IMAX no, camera that's the thing, format. Though. They started putting regular movies into IMAX theaters. I think, remember when Matrix Evolutions came out? That was the first one that they sort of converted, yeah, to Because it wasn't IMAX. shot, like you said, with IMAX cameras. No. It was shot with the regular film cameras, but they just showed it in IMAX screens. Mm-hmm. And then that was successful, and everybody started doing that, and here we go. IMAX just became kind of, instead of its own special thing, it just kind of became a No, it's premium, just a supersize. Yeah, supersize movie theater. Yep, and it's everywhere now, especially digital and smaller screens. And yeah. louder sound for the true experience. I don't know, I think... IMAX is a beautiful, wonderful format, and I think it's the best one ever. And I remember the amazing inertia I felt when, and the intimidation when we were going to watch. Okay, granted, it was Superman Returns, but it doesn't matter because it was the actual film IMAX, mm-hmm. supersized theater screen in the India Indiana Field Museum. I don't know if it's state. I think it's State Museum. I can't remember. Go ahead. I think that Chicago is a field museum. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And I walked inside. I love how you walk through these little corridors. Mm-hmm. One, two, three, and then you come in. Oh, it's huge. You're just overwhelmed by the size of the screen. This Godzilla-sized screen. And it is so cool. Yeah. And just to have a movie shot in that format and you know projected in the right brightness and the right resolution. Resolution. It's just, that's that's movie magic right there. I mean, and it was so funny because I was sitting there and I was kind of scared of the projector screen starting because it was so big. That's how cool it is. But now IMAX is, uh, they said that they changed their policy. They said, IMAX isn't about being big. It's about the experience. Yeah, that, the, that that's a cop-out. Of course. My favorite was uh, when we watched uh, that New York movie, like I said before, in Vienna was, there was, a, or no, was it? I think so. There was a trailer where they showed a bunch of different movies on the IMAX screen, and there was a 10-second clip, or oh, yes. even less, of Star Wars. One of the opening it shots of A brilliant. New Hope. It looked and brilliant. And I was like, oh, is this Star Wars? It looked so brilliant. And that was back when we thought, we, we, we heard rumors that they were going to make a Star Wars re-release for IMAX. So I thought this was just one of the shots. Just a little, just they, a little taste. Yeah, it was so Why good. Why did they was, do that? And it was uncropped. It was full frame. It was like... Yeah. One three three one. It wasn't you know uh, two three five. Yeah, and it was so. I think they used the just digital compositing and then actually just digitally. You don't think the they have the, the You don't think they have access to the old film uncropped? No, because that that was something in uh, regular thirty anamorphic. Oh. It wasn't. It wasn't. But wait, if it's anamorphic, it wasn't super thirty five. No, but it's, if it's anamorphic, the end result will be regular widescreen, right? Depends on how you're filming it. Well, you can shoot anamorphic to end up being super 35? Yeah. Really? Yeah. So you actually, you're actually literally filming super wide I think I think so. Hmm. I always thought it was that you film stretched. Because how else would you... You film squished, sorry, you film squished, right? And then like you filter it through that lens. 185, right? Yeah, it turns into 185. Right. I didn't know you could do 235. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or 239, which is like the Crazy. fancier one. Or 241. Let's just do 280. But that, that's a, they're like hardly even... A sliver. They're like... <laughs> but they're hardly even two, two... Difference or no difference? Yeah. I mean, like Matrix it says on the on the back of the DVD, it says 241 or, or 239. Interesting, since you're talking about this, Disney has the weirdest aspect ratio. Disney cartoons. Yeah, they have the... Well, these crazy. The old ones do. The, huh? the old ones, at least. Like Beauty and the Beast. No, yeah, Beauty and the Beast. Beauty and the Beast. Most of the DVDs have this strange... Uh, here's my problem with Blu-ray, because this is exactly what I'm here to talk about. Before, before we go Blu-ray, the widescreen on Disney DVDs is is boxy. It's yes, like, yes. There are these black bars on the left and the right side. It's something like 164 or yeah, something. Yeah, it's more Instead than... 185, which is an odd number. But um, the problem is that the way your DVD player, your yeah. computer shows it, is that you have... It's like you're looking at the screen and around, there's a lot of black around. yeah. yeah. Never understood that. And that. I don't know. It's just the format they chose. I have no idea why. There's so I'm many different no one emailed formats. I see the black bars. I hate it. I know, I know. There's black bars. I think people don't care. I want the so. full screen version. <laughs> the full screen version. Aren't you glad there's no more full screen? I'm so happy. And I think part of that is because VHS doesn't exist anymore. And the square full screen. TVs that you say that aren't, what, what's it called? The, the, 
Which ones? Yeah, the, the regular square. Yeah. Four by threes or mm-hmm. five by fours. I can't remember which one it was. I think that's why. Because the widescreen TVs are regular now. But also because VHS. I think VHS was. Remember? Every VHS was full screen. Was Indeed. there ever widescreen VHS? Yes, tape? there was. Sometimes. Uh, you know, for the film nerds. Right. You got the widescreen VHSs. Can you imagine you the quality the... on that? <laughs> amazing. And you got, you know, the widescreen uh, laser disc. Laser disc. Yeah, we don't know anything about laser discs. The only thing I know about laser discs is that you have to you watch twenty five minutes of the movie and then oh gotta get up. Bathroom yeah. break. Speaking of which, uh HFR. HFR. Yes, HFR. You know that this isn't a new thing. Obviously. Yes. Uh I can tell you. I think people should well, people don't talk about HFR anymore. I can tell you a movie that was filmed in HFR. I can tell you. Ready? We're thinking the same thing? I think we are. Oklahoma? Yeah. Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Oklahoma the 1950-something movie. That was filmed in Tadeo Vision, which was a format. Man, Tadeo. Tadeo was basically... Think of a widescreen screen. The 1955 film, based on a 1943 stage musical. <laughs> yes. The Fred, Zimmer, the Fred Zimmerman version. Sorry, go. <laughs> Tadeo Vision. Imagine uh, a screen that kind of has the ends of the screen expanding upwards. So it's almost like they were trying to simulate a curved screen back then. Yeah. And I think they used three projectors to, to achieve this. Or this was, look. That, was that was that Cinerama? Oof. I thought the same thing. Cinerama. Cinerama. Regardless, Tadio. Oklahoma was filmed at 30 Technorama. frames a second. Technorama. Sorry, go. Oklahoma was filmed at 30 no, frames there, a second. It's true. Cinerama was the 35 millimeter times three. That was that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Cinerama. 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 Remember that? The roller coaster? Look, no. Cinerama gives you amazing picture. Oh, yeah. When was that, anyway? Go for it, Joe. Keep yeah, going. yeah. And uh, what was the other thing? Uh... Yeah, I was filming 30 frames a second, which was unusual, obviously, because yeah, yeah. as and we it know, it looks really smooth. And I was watching it on DVD way, yeah, way funny, back right? in 10 years ago now. Yeah, there's two versions, right? Or no? Yes, there's two there's versions. versions. There's a 24 version and there's a 35. And I would like to watch the one with the, the higher frame rate now. Me too. Oklahoma. So I'm sure they experimented with other train. films as well, uh, doing different frame rates. But obviously. And the brazen wheat makes your swell, swell, swell sweet. Swell sweet. Wind comes right behind the rain. Cool beans. Um, so anyway. So anyway. Go now ahead. that we talked about Limax yes. and how they're lying to us. They're lying. I never went to IMAX. <laughs> I'm, I'm Irish, Scottish. Uh, tell me what's up. <laughs> Canadian, yeah? Canadian. Yeah. Okay. Now. You're lying, Limax. Okay. You're right. <laughs> um, okay, so... I, uh, what, what do you think? Okay, so I am excited because 2015, they said that 4K Blu-ray was going to come out mm-hmm. this year, 2015. That's right. The future! The future is here! Yeah, I, I, can't, I think I the idea behind it. 4K Blu-ray is that it's nothing. It's going to be a comeback. Well, I guess they're hoping... It's not going to be a comeback. No hoping, one's going to care. They're hoping that because they're going to offer 4K... Yeah. People are going to buy Blu-rays again. I think that's what they're hoping for. Well, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure they are. But uh, in my opinion... My, I, don't, I don't think so either. I don't think it's going to It happen. feels like it's not going to do anything because people don't care. They yeah. have their stupid cell phones as... Netflix. David Lynch, whose name I couldn't remember back then. Remember when we were talking about him? Yeah. And he's like, you don't, you shouldn't watch a movie in, on these stupid phones. And I, I agree. I agree mm-hmm. wholeheartedly. I agree with people who were like Netflix. Okay, nothing wrong with this. Nope. Streaming is great if you don't want to keep your movies. Um, you know, if you just want to watch a film and it's like, aha, let's watch something. You know, it's practical. Perfect, practical, excellent. You get decent picture. But the thing is, all these things I don't want for myself as a person who likes and enjoys movies as an experience, as something amazing and awesome and beautiful and wonderful yeah uh, I like my movies in a physical format I like my movies that I can hold uh, I like having a disc that's offline that's not connected to anything you can just have it move it around put it in your computer watch a movie or put it in your player mm-hmm. and I feel like for me it just feels 
a lot more. <laughs> call me old fashioned, but <laughs> to me, it feels like it's like having a reel. Like here's the film reel, and right. I can put it in my digital, you know, projector, and I can watch the film. It's like a movie theater, yeah. you know. It's, and I feel like it's it's nice seeing a library of movies that you have on your shelf. Yeah, I mean, it's similar. And I feel like that is that is just magical. What about you, Jake? Do you it's feel good. the same way? It's good. Um, I think I'm kind of... I don't have a strong opinion either way on this. I agree that it's nice to have, let's say, a shelf of movies. Similar to... I guess this goes back to the argument between uh, books and e-books, for instance. Uh, it's something new. I think we're just getting used to the idea of e-books. Uh, same way we're getting used to yeah, now yeah. Uh, physical media kind of going away. And now we're having stuff like uh, not just... It's funny because now we've already skipped uh, having a the world's computer so library stuff. We're just trying to keep up. Brian Long. Yeah, no, oh, no, that. I was going to say, how could we possibly have the slightest oh, yeah. idea what to expect? Thank you, Alan Grant. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. And uh, now we've even skipped that, that element of having a, a computer library, like mm. my iTunes library or my, you know, whatever. And it's now everything is moving towards streaming. Everything's mm-hmm. moving towards having stuff... As I, I wouldn't want to say this, but it's in the cloud, as they the say, cloud. in the cloud, Adobe Cloud. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. I don't know what's what's the best. I mean, as computer as internet speeds get faster, it's going to be a lot more convenient. And I think hard drive space is going to be less of a thing. It's going to be more of a like everything. Yeah, online but the funny thing is, servers. people are like, "There's no hard drive space anymore," and then you have to realize that there are these servers. Well, yes. have, well, yeah, I mean, that, that's physical media, but it's far away. It's like the Matrix, the, you know, the real world, the the, the banks where all I the know, humans man. are. See, that, that's the only thing. It's like, I don't know, because this goes into, like, I don't know, yeah, privacy stuff. And, stuff like that, but we're yeah. not going to talk about that. Let's just talk about the convenience yeah, and convenience, the I, direct results of these formats that but we're but talking it, about. Yeah, it is nice to have, like you said, a, a physical library. Yes. You know, it's like... Come over to this corner. And we can you get pick a nice movie artwork. Out. If there is any artwork on the yeah. box, you can look at it with your eyes. You don't have to look at it through the screen. And usually, what they do with this is they make it like it's now it's becoming deluxe. Like all these old DVDs that I thought were just average are now turning into special, amazing editions because they don't want to put so many good behind the scenes and good like photos and 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 production notes what do you mean it's kind of the opposite now that we're that's what i'm saying they don't want to do that no the old ones they they're turning into like deluxe versions yeah yeah with like so many privileged things especially when dvd came out when dvd was out remember at the beginning yeah yeah okay maybe we don't know well you know know how it starts in the immediate beginning there wasn't anything right there was just a still picture for a menu and then you just choose the yeah but i'm saying let's say early 90s i remember Okay, maybe not. I guess but no, early two no, thousands no. was the prime time. Well, that's when the, the format started. Yeah, when did the format started? Like mid nineties, I think. That's when it uh, was developed. Oh, and used because of it's a digital versatile disc. I just know that we had. That's right. I just know that we had Dragonheart was our first DVD. Yeah, but that was like two thousand one. Ninety eight, buddy. Really? What? what? DVD wasn't even released yet. Okay, Jacob. check. Episode one came out on VHS in two thousand in April. No DVD until what? next year. What? Yep. Man, my my frame of reference is wrong. Look what it says. Look at it. Tell me. What does it say? Oh, you're right, never mind. Oh, what does it say? You're right. You're right. Go on. Read, read, the, read the text. The format went on sale in Japan in 1995, in the United States in 1997, in Europe in 1998, and in Australia in 1999. DVD video became the dominant form of home video distribution in Japan when it first went on sale in 1995. All right, then. I was wrong. Can you check when Dragonheart came out on DVD? 2001. Okay. <laughs> I'll check. Oh, so Dragonheart DVD release. If we had the box, I could check the... Uh-huh. There it is. Wow, man. 1998. You're pretty good. 1998. But we didn't have it until 2001. No, okay, yeah, I know that. All right. So Jacob was right. I was wrong on all fronts. I can't wow. believe it. I can't, I can't believe I was right. <laughs> I thought it was kind I of... I can't believe it. I can't this, believe This was it. a hunch. But I remember, because I think we saw on the DVD said like copyright 98 or something like that. That's why I think where I got it from. All right. All right. I got you. I Crazy. got you. So anyway, Dragonheart, that was our first DVD. And I wanted to say like the menus, not so great. And they usually, what they did, because before they had this whole thing in Laserdiscs to put bonus materials in it. Laserdiscs. And commentaries. Oh yeah, that was new. 
just like the King Kong commentary, which is the first one and all that kind of stuff. So that's kind of the transition that happened. But there, the golden age of, of special edition DVDs were like 2002 to 2007 or something yeah. like that. And they would just release these beautiful, you know, special edition uh DVDs. Deluxe deluxe two disc. Yeah, yeah. And it would be like two disc edition. And I thought that was the average version, the two disc edition. You know, the second disc is bonus material, but that's the average version. They're gonna come out with four discs, you know, and just like Lord of the Rings, which set a huge standard on mm-hmm. like deluxe packages. Um But it had everything. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. All oh, kind yeah. all kinds of documentaries. Yeah, and, and featurettes. And whoever made these documentaries like really really did a good job making thorough in-depth things like the, remember the Batman anthology that had a lot of nice bonus materials. Batman Begins. No, that, that one. Batman nice anthology. Nice. I mean the yeah. the old. You see, the that's pre begins. But yeah, this is this is no no. It came out like the same time I think. I know, but the movies were pre Batman Begins. Oh yeah yeah. Uh, but then what happened was later on, you know, two thousand six, seven, eight, nine, ten, mm-hmm. stuff like that. I just. I noticed, and I this is what put me off from buying DVDs and stuff because there was nothing anymore, no bonus materials to enjoy. Because for me, that's like half of the when half when, of the when, when were there beginning? Like I was so disappointed with Dark Knight, the bonus materials. Mm. Oh, that was so bad. I don't remember Dark Knight. They just had like two documentaries, which is fine, but all they did was talk about the stunts. They didn't talk in depth thoroughly from the beginning to the end. And then for, you know, for these, for in sentimental reasons, I guess they didn't even talk about Heath Ledger at all. It's like pretending yeah. that he didn't even exist in the movie. That's weird. I, I just don't like that. I think they should have acknowledged it wholeheartedly and then talked about how, how you know, like... And his legacy these, and so on. And Talk about how he did also, those roles. Yeah, also what he did in the movie. That would make sense. Yeah. And then they started doing, speaking of, of physical media, they started doing these economy packs. <laughs> yeah, where, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's good. They're saving plastic. That's good. But I'm saying that when you pick up the DVD, usually these deluxe, <laughs> yeah. these old deluxe DVDs were, were slightly heavy, you know, and they had a lot of paper in there and a lot of booklets. And, and plastic. You hold it, it's like, oh, this is this is going to be really good. Yeah. And these new ones are just like, super flimsy. Super flimsy. You hold it and you just crush it. Because they have these little holes to, you know, save plastic yeah, and everything. Eco. And just one disc. Um, but anyway, I wanted to say about DVDs. It includes movie and uh, optional yeah. subtitles in French. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. That's all you get. Well, that's what they have nowadays, these days. Like, most of them, like, the really bare bones. And it's coming back to that because people don't care. And now it's even more bare people bones. People don't care. Because it's on iTunes and Netflix. Oh, that's exactly what we're here to say. Yes. And I'm here to say, that's why I don't like Netflix or any of that stuff. Because, where's the bonus materials? Like, if I wanted even to get a movie, I was I would expect a commentary track. True. Like, after watching it, I'd like to watch the commentary track, please. Like, yeah. I'd like to hear people talk about But now, obviously, we have to, to understand that uh, the marketing yes, perspective yes, yes. is that obviously yeah. the majority like of people friend, are not going Our friend going to Luke, watch it. not Luke, the, the one that goes on our podcast all yeah. the time, but another Luke said, I remember I was like, I want to get Batman Begins. Like, this was back in 2006, um, just before the movie came Like, no, just right after the movie came out on sale on, on video, right? Mm-hmm. On DVD. And I said, I want to get Batman Begins, but all the stores only have the normal <laughs> one with one disc. Yeah. And Luke turns to me and goes, What do you mean? It has a movie, right? I said, yeah, but that's it. What? Who wants to watch the bonus materials? Who wants to watch the behind the scenes? No one. So there you go. Wow. There you wow. go. Wow. Wow. And I think the majority of people uh, don't yeah. watch it. That's okay. They don't have to watch the no. bonus features. But I hate it that now I can't find my movies. I know. And they're not as... Exp- and, and they used to be like 20 bucks, you know. All of them had two discs, $20. There you go. Thank you. Now... I think we're going back to the simplistic. And even Blu-ray, like Blu-ray discs, now they have more uh, space on them, but I can't... But less content. But the content is still good, but it's not the thorough, wonderful, one-meaty documentary with all the good stuff. And then, yeah, and all the... Premium wars. They need to begin. I'm just very sad about that. It's difficult for me to get any. But here's the other thing. Uh, The quality of the film. Mm-hmm. Um, the actual like audio visual quality. Um, this is another reason why I don't like uh, streaming because streaming is still not in the zone where it can actually stream uncompressed, you know, let's say like Blu-ray quality movies from the TV. Right. So Netflix and stuff like that, I wouldn't want. And also, didn't we like buy one or two movies from Apple? No. 
TV, but we did. Then we, we we looked at the 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 picture and it was disgusting. It was disgusting. Well, yeah, it's not very good. I mean, it if, was you, if you look at most of the gross. movies on iTunes, I think it's like something like it says you have an HD option and an SD option, and the HD option is something like three gigabytes or something, which tells you how much compression there is. Mm-hmm. The Blu-ray is what, like twenty gigabytes. A ton. Or something. Because it doesn't. It it's just got a disc. He's either like, way, yeah, I'm gonna either go way, they're play. compressing it. So it's like watching YouTube HD. Yes, that's essentially iTunes and Netflix. All that stuff is YouTube. Why HD. do you guys want to? Well, I I can I know you want to see that, but for me, I don't want to see that. I want my full quality. I want to see the grain of the film mm-hmm. on the disc without seeing the pixely uh, and the black clumping, the black chunks. Remember and the like, black chunks. Everything's dark. Compressed chunk, black chunks. chunks. I don't want to see this. I want to see it the way it's intended. The best way possible i want to see the film the organicness if it was filmed in film and then because i want to get a you know uh, we we're really picky i'm picky about you know how you present a movie like at home remember we always had marathons and stuff and i always checked the sound i always checked the the picture i always wanted it to the contrast to be fine i wanted the light in the room to you know to accentuate and uh complement the mm-hmm. the picture and you know like when we're doing when we're watching a movie maybe the light should be dimmed maybe it should be completely off but when it's on we had a dimmer for the specific purpose so when it's over i can fade it in nice and it, everything will be beautiful and then like the the distance between you and the screen also put into consideration the size, you know, like the, you know, the position of the, the, yeah. the picture, all this stuff. So that's why I still have to go with the format, the physical format, because it's the it's the best all around thing. So I mean, like I can't live with ugly, disgusting. The best money can Netflix. buy. Netflix. Netflix. Ugliness. I didn't like. I remember I read a comment on on Reddit. I read a comment on Reddit. Yes. And this one guy said something like, I think it was the thread was, uh, what is your most favorite activity? And this guy said, watching Netflix with my girlfriend. <laughs> and it's like, I get it, I get it, but it's it sounds like Netflix is a thing. It's like, it sounds like, I'm just watching Netflix. I'm just watching a bunch of Netflix movies. Just just Netflix, just in general. <laughs> yeah. you know, it's like, what are you doing? I listen to iTunes. You listen <laughs> yeah. to music, you don't listen to iTunes. Same, that's the thing about listening now. Uh, streaming. Obviously, that's where everything's going to be going, mm. and people are going to get music from the internet instead of on their own physical library. And plus, I, I keep forgetting about this: well. is that streaming is uh, financially much much better for your wallet for the consumer. Well, think about it. I mean, like I know having a limited library for a month for was like ten bucks a month or something like I know, that. But again, here's the difference. Yeah. I would like mine in the best quality possible. Mm, see, that's the thing. Yeah, I would like mine. Available as a file, so yes. I can tamper with it, use it, you know, because I like editing and I like this movie making stuff. So I like putting them, modifying them, looking at them, making different things with them. Can't do that with streaming because you yep. just have it on the thing. That's true. And also, what if you make your own custom version? You can't. You, what if you make what? a remix of like a song or? I don't know. Like I'm yeah, just I'm just yeah. mentioning these different examples where streaming is stupid and it's just for people who want to listen. <laughs> well, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, that's ultimately the thing, isn't yeah. it? This thing. I know, it's, and it's fine, but, but I, it's but just that the, I don't like the that uncompressed they're... thing. I think that's a valid. I mean, not in terms of I mean, what you're saying it is valid, but I'm saying like that's a, that's a ter- that's a point where you can't get that at least now on streaming. Well, they need to they need to make something in mind because remember how they have Apple? it's called uh, the Pono. What was it called? The Pono. No, the Pono. Come on. The Pono by uh, what's his name? Pono. Neil Young. Okay, remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The orange triangular device. Yes, yes. With the Pono store. Pono. Okay, what did you want to say? I just wanted to say... <laughs> oh. Maybe, oh. They will, maybe they will have some streaming on compressed things. Once the internet... That's the thing. Once the internet is a lot faster. As long as I get these, these good quality things yeah. with files that I can use and mess around with, that's not the problem. <laughs> I, I just can't help it. I want that stuff. That's what I'd like... Don't you know, like me and you, we we want, if we could get them, all the dailies from Lord of the Rings or all the dailies from any movie we liked and all the the, the, the audio stems. We love that stuff. That'd be amazing. Exactly. You see, that's exactly how I feel for everything that I'd like to own. I would like to own, if I I can get Lion King, I don't want the VHS, which I'm staring at right now. I don't want that. People like it because it's nostalgic to them, but I hate it. I want want the best quality. Remember, didn't we say some people like... uh, VHS because it's oh it's it's old, analog. Remember? Yeah, yeah. 
I mean, I like the quality of the VHS because it's nostalgic. Nostalgic, but right? Other but than it's that, not, it's I would analog. never, ever, 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 ever want to watch a movie on VHS unless VHS it was intended to be was watched. Was a transitional format. I can't believe how silly that was. And it was, but it, it was just because they couldn't get the technology. It's not like someone sat around saying, "Hey, VHS is great, premium quality." It's like, yeah. no, this is the best we can do. And I love how I saw like on Facebook, someone was like, you know, like Chelsea, I have all these. M- Disney movies on VHS. Come over to my house. We'll have a marathon, right? Oh, it's man. fun. It's cute. And yeah. Everything. It's no no problem. But I was just thinking, the filmmakers show up in the, in the house and they're like, "Yep, this is exactly what we wanted you to see. All these emotions in this tiny little screen, really blurry and fuzzy. You guys are doing great. No, we'll they see wouldn't. you later. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So that's how I think, and then I'm thinking, no, no. You yeah, want, v- let's say VHS thing. is totally different to vinyl, for example, in music. Yes. I think vinyl is different. Oh, yeah. Vinyl is, is But then a again, I just want to say nothing wrong with any of these formats if you like them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know there's reasons why you like them, but you have to understand that there is, there is a, a fundamental truth. Mm, the fundamental is. truth is film. They're not quality, not all qualities film are in, equal. Film as interpreted by 4K Blu-ray, which is coming out, <laughs> which I still have to finish, I still have to talk about real quick, but... That is, that is the format. Oh, I know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because how else will you see these emotions, these colors, these, you know, the way it was intended, and it does amplify a, an experience in watching films. Yeah, yeah, that's so true, though. It does. I mean, the same thing, what was that? Oh, yeah, I remember. I know someone's going to be like, no, 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 but with VHS, you know, it's blurry and everything, but the story still comes through. Of course it does. Of course, it's because you're watching it. Yeah. <laughs> And there was a great, yeah, actually, speaking of this, speaking of which, uh, someone, Pishta, I remember Pishta, our friend, mm-hmm. Unique's, uh, not Unique's, Numeri now, and Fulcrum. We played him before on here. Of course we have. He posted a link, and it was talking about uh, people's, the, the power of music, basically, right? It had a bunch Sounds of... Sounds like a children's museum <laughs> exhibition. The That's power true, of music. The power of music. And it was talking about um, how... Music influences people, you know, emotionally, on an emotional level. And one of the reasons was, on the list of, I think it was like 15, 15 reasons, was that they noticed a huge increase in how people uh, were moved by music that was better quality than compressed <laughs> MP3s. And it's so true, but it just goes to show that it does make an impact, uh, the quality, you know. It's technical and it's, it sounds boring and it's nothing very interesting when you're talking about films and themes and emotions and things but it's part of uh the experience of listening to recorded media you know like mm-hmm. music and like movies because yeah, if man. the quality is the best if you're getting as close as you can to real life which is the goal right um then your the experience is enriched compared Thank to you. uh compressing because compressing ultimately is just Save a space. means of saving space. It's, it's not ideal. No one aims to just to compress stuff randomly. That would be stupid. You know, if we all had million gigabyte hard drives, who cares about compression? Thank you, Jacob. Thank you. No problem. You can step down to pedestal. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I'll, I'll step down. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, there's 4K Blu-ray, which I'm excited about, which I will support, and I'm so glad because I haven't had any Blu-ray discs this entire time. Blu-ray was alive, mm-hmm. the normal one. I haven't been able to buy a lot of them. Most of the reason, most, mostly the reason was because there weren't the additions that I was waiting for, and because the transfers from the film weren't ideal. For which movies? Any movies that I wanted to buy. I know. <laughs> that's uh, how, another, about, how about? That's another layer in the you know our our mis mispurchases our nerdiness when it comes to getting the right film format like for example uh like let's talk about about our mispurchases our blu-ray mispurchases okay what's our mispurchase beauty and the beast and uh bakshi's lord of the rings i I think those are still the only blu-ray discs that we have yeah but i'm saying they're both (laughs) mispurchases in the sense that uh bakshi's lord of the rings even though it's scanned in a higher quality the, the transfer isn't as good as the dvd right no it's darker the picture the quality, in my opinion, bit, looks better on the DVD. It's funny because we didn't know because we just thought, oh, yeah. Yeah. It's superior. And then, of, of course, uh, 
Beauty and the Beast. You know, let's okay. just not even begin with. The <laughs> oh yeah, let's just not. But this I is a whole other topic. The, Disney the, is beautiful. What of Disney going yeah. back and revising their films? Yeah, but no one notices. No one cares. And it's again the same thing we keep saying. But it's it's that you know I don't care if they're revising the movies as long as they offer the original version. <laughs> yeah, they can have like a new uh, family friendly, colorful version, mm-hmm. enhanced, like you know Disney enhanced. Yeah, like a little trademark. Disney yeah, yeah. Enhanced. they always do that. Disney that's, DVD, that's Disney Blu-ray, Disney enhanced, Disney yeah. 3D, Disney enhanced, like Disney E or something like that. Uh, that that's that version, and they have the original version, like theatrical version. It's like in in parentheses, but like in for good the nerds, quality. you know. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. good quality HD. Yeah, so what, what do you want to say, say about that? Going, well, I just Blue, want to say that Bluey and the Beast, right? Butu and the Loaf. For yes. any of you who know, uh, when we were kids, we made up. Never mind. No, it's no one remember Butu and the Loaf. Yeah. Um, Butu and the Loaf. <laughs> no one's gonna know. <laughs> um, the picture. Actually, I could just send the image that I have because, like, they actually have the work print that they showed in Cannes in 1990. Um, which had limited animation and some limited scenes ammunition. that some scenes that weren't animated, but some scenes that were full. And the full scenes were obviously not good quality, but it was still like the color timing was completely different from the DVD or the Blu-ray that we have with the 2010 edition of Beauty and the Beast that I got. Mm-hmm. Really disappointing because uh, there was there was uh, tonal depth in the original version, at least what the work print shows. And that means that when, when it was dark, when the wolves were attacking, when Bell leaves the castle, when he goes, get out! Get! Right? Mm-hmm. And then she goes away and she runs. She runs. Philippe. With Philippe. Into the icy darkness. And it is blue, tinted, dark wolves, everything. I love that because when you watch it in a, cinema screen and everything's dark and that you really get the impact of 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 what this color timing is supposed to represent and you know enhance yeah, emotionally in the story um but when you watch the <laughs> the, the ultra disney cleaned enhanced. up disney enhanced edition that i got uh the tonal contrast completely gone mm-hmm. throughout most of the movie it is so clean and this is probably not a bad thing but now that you mentioned this uh, issue, I feel like maybe you could keep some grain in there. Right. It, feel, it's it feels so like clean. they they tried to to clean up even the grain. Like, the yeah, yeah, you can see it's like so pristine that the animation actually suffers and you can see so many so many errors in the in the strokes. Whereas otherwise it would have been under a layer of uh the film print that they mm-hmm. would print it on. I feel um, I feel it was when they printed it on film it feels like it. Everything gelled together. Yeah, it, yeah. it felt like there was some glue. Yeah, that was the final it, layer. Final of, layer, yeah. And and the contrast too, yeah. because I I believe that because they took out all the contrast, contrast is the biggest part. But like you said, also the colors. Yes, we're, we're saturated. Like Bell's Bell's whole village is now like orangey, and there's like hardly any like color depth. Like for example. The sky is the same amount of brightness as the, the grass. The gra- yeah, everything. And mm-hmm. uh, when I looked at the original, like the the work print version that they showed at Cannes, sky was blue, the and it was bright. And the characters in the foreground were a little bit darker than the sky because the sky was bright. And the 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 forest or like the background was also darker because of the the, the sky. It's just that's like makes it natural. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. Awesome. And and. This isn't just Beauty and the Beast. Uh, this isn't just Beauty it's and other the Beast. movies too. It's in other movies too. I think I should discuss it with my father. Your father, Rogan to McFly. Maybe we should do a. We have to do a reference for Back to the Future two this entire year. Every episode, just once. Okay, well, that was it. Yeah, Good that one. was it. Pepsi oh. Perfect. It's two now. Well, it doesn't matter. <laughs> and. Uh yeah 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 that's that's yeah that, that, that's, that's that's a thing terrible it's sad because I w- I would like to really because like yeah I and mean, so gladly like I would easily like to just reformat it and try to change the color timing to be a little bit more cinematic couldn't you do that I could It'd take a while though I'll start a Patreon <laughs> start a Patreon hey, um, okay that's not the only thing but now 4K Blu-ray right um, yes so that that's why we don't have so many Blu-ray discs. 
because of these issues. And I do my research on these movies, and uh, usually I'd like to wait until a new edition comes out of a movie that I like because that might mean that they have retransferred and rescanned the original film negatives or positives or whatever it is they prefer to scan for yeah. this for a new uh, Blu-ray version. Uh-huh. And uh, usually those are better because you have newer scanners, you have newer methods of... Uh, You know, doing that, and I don't like the old Blu-ray because the old Blu-ray discs usually have just the old uh, high-resolution masters from the old DVD, DVD days. days, and I don't want those. That's not fair. You're gonna have to scan it again, buddy. <laughs> so that's why we only have two Blu-ray discs so far, and that's why. And also, the other side would be the the audio. No, not the audio. I mean the the bonus materials. Yeah. Um, and also like the bonus materials that get transferred from the DVD. Like if it's a direct sort of transfer from the DVD, I expect to see all the bonus materials from the DVDs on the Blu-ray. <laughs> it's yeah. just this is expected of me. I would and like this. And high high definition. Yeah, and the high definition. It's 1080p, right? That's the kind of normal uncompressed format that they have. Um, it is very close. Uh, it's very. It's not much different than 2K, which is the cinema standard, in my opinion, of exhibition in movie theaters. Uh, you're watching a film movie uh, that's organic film. Most of the time, it might have been scanned in 2K and edited it and then printed back out onto film, 35mm and... 2K, mm-hmm. right? So 1080p is very close to being 2K. It's just a few hundred pixels away. Um, yeah. If not a thousand. <laughs> no, it's not. 2K to 1080? Yeah. I don't think it's a thousand. Because like, 1080 is, that's why it's called 2K, I think, is because, what is 1080? 1080 by what? What's the number? Depends, right? Uh, 1080 is the width. Yeah, 1080 is the height. Oh. Irrelevant. Let's continue. Um, The format is a great format. <laughs> this is what I was saying. Why did I stop? Welcome. The format is a great format. Where, where did I stop? Where did I stop? Welcome. We're talking about 4K. Okay, Blu-ray. Jay. 4K Blu-ray. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We stopped at just And talking so about the 4K. As far as I'm concerned, back. I like Blu-ray discs because they hold what is almost archival quality for a cinema exhibition. So, yes. you know, it's one of my one of my biggest dreams, Jacob. You know what my dreams is? I do. What? It's... It's going out there online and purchasing a Chrissy projector. Yes. Yes. Or it doesn't have to be a Chrissy. Right, but a cinema-grade projector. A cinema exhibition projector. Talking and to making a cinema... That'd be awesome. And talking to a guy place. who uh, works for um, yes. a contractor, essentially, yep. who makes cinemas. You'd yep. be like, hey, man. Making this home cinema. Yeah, making a home cinema. That'd be so cool. And That then you get a projector. And, and like you said, you can play dreams. Blu-rays. And now with 4K Blu-ray, I don't have to take the extra effort to ask uh, employees of different companies to sw- yeah. smuggle <laughs> yeah, the, the, the film masters the to me so I can watch it on on the cinema screen, this hypothetical, hopefully, hopefully potentially future cinema screen I'll have for at home. But now 4K Blu-ray is going to give me Double the resolution of the cinema 2K scan, so that means it's going to be even better, like in better preservation, preservative states, uh, the movies, and uh, animation, and definitely have a wider depth of uh, of uh, of um, like color. You know, what I mean, like uncompressed, like sort of uh, color depth. You know, and it's just going to be like who needs the masters anymore? You know, as far as 35 millimeter film is concerned, who needs them? And even 70 millimeter, depending on how you scan it and how you treat the the, the, the film negs. The negs. The negs. Yep. Keegan's. Um, the, the Keegan's. I the love Keegan's. the Keegan's. Um, so I'm excited about this. I'm so excited. I'm so glad I didn't buy any Blu-ray discs. I'm waiting for 4K Blu-ray and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to consume those. I don't even Do care. Do you think go I don't back? even care if there's no bonus materials because, and I'll tell you why, okay. because if the film transfer is so good... And you know, I can, I will be the judge of that when I look at you know reviews of it and look at it myself. If I can rent them or something, I will just buy those just to have. It'll feel like it's going to be a reel for me. You know what I mean? The mm-hmm. digital reel, the copy. Yep. Uh, so I can't wait for this. I think it'll be cool. I know. I'm just geeking out over. Uh, But it's cool. I mean, 4K over over just a way of watching a film. 
but it's nice. It's um, it's, it's always great. it's always lovely to see a movie when it's in really good quality because you can see things you've missed all these years. Yeah, and the biggest thing about making films is you want the picture to make you feel like you're looking into it. And I think there's such a huge benefit when you use the right lens and you use the right angles and the right shots and and then the resolution of the camera and the and, or the film and the size of the screen will make it appear that you're looking into the picture. Because I remember I was watching, I actually had the opportunity, the rare opportunity of watching my movies, my old little movies, in a cinema projection screen. Remember that? I remember this. And you should have gone. foolishly didn't come. Yeah. Too bad. It was like midnight somewhere in a cinema. I would, I would and sure. uh, the projectionist was so nice that he was also curious about showing like these little digital files through a cinema projector, a digital cinema projector in a multiplex theater. And like, what was it, midnight or something? I was able, I had the opportunity because I had connections to check this out. And it was amazing because I made myself a little real. So we made like little trailers of movies that we made, little, uh, little short movies that we made and stuff like that. Most of them were filmed on our Canon G L2, which is a really old mini DV camera, small sensor, 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 small sensor, <sighs> sensei, small sensor and uh, lens not so great. Small sensor and big power. I mean, big, big power. Not so great. All that sort of stuff. And uh, sure, the video might have been also a little compressed. But when I watched those. Uh, it was interesting because, you know, through that nice uh, digital cinema projector oh, which runs 2K. Were the lights off? Oh, they okay. were off, yeah. That's cool. Th- um, with, the, you know, through that cinema projection on this huge screen that people actually go and watch movies in, like, I don't know what happened, but, like, in a, in a few months they would be watching Star Trek. Mm-hmm. And it's the same screen, and I was able to watch some of my movies on there. Um, it's interesting seeing how big of a difference like a bigger sensor and higher resolution actually takes you know yeah make, makes a big difference doesn't it yeah because i was watching these old gl2 movies you made and which 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 were recorded in sd right standard definition which is 48 480 right mm-hmm. and like i could see the picture but it didn't feel like anything uh and it was just kind of flat but I didn't notice that. It just was like, oh, okay, okay, there's my movie on the, on the... There's like some little movies we made. We watched End of the Matrix, the trailer the I made. The classic? Made yeah, the classic that we did in 2003. The Oracle told me to keep it. Yeah. And uh, then one movie... Wait, you remember the Solicitor? We made a little test on the, on the new Sony camera that we got in 2008. Yep. HD camera. Yep, yep. Yeah, Wait, that, uh, the TJ solicitor or yeah, the that Matt one, solicitor? That one, the TJ one. TJ and uh, I was able to watch that then. That came next. Wow. And the difference was astounding. And these were both the same resolution, pretty much, because uh, we had to watch it through a DVD, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But it was amazing seeing how the sensor would, like showed so much more depth, and the lens has a deeper you know, look into the picture. And I was just looking at it, and it was just... It was. It felt like it felt like you were looking into the picture, and I feel like then you succeed if you can actually get people to look into the picture on a on a big, on a big screen. So that was very interesting. That's really cool. So for me, 4K, the Blu-ray is is is, is the Blu-ray is, is the, the my French face. is the French, the Blu-ray, the Blu-ray, the movie, the movie. Oh, Mrs. Yeah. Brown's Boys, the movie, the movie. And the that's movie. that's all I have to say about uh, formats these days. That's uh, pretty interesting. Quite, I think. I think this would this cool. would be good and good for our 2015 uh, U podcast. Yeah, I think it's Post-cast. good. It's a nice. It's a nice podcast. Short and sweet. Yeah, short and sweet. It wasn't very long, but it wasn't very short. Yeah. <laughs> so what are you doing, Jacob? Uh, just going back to studying. Hit those books, my friend. I gotta go back to drawing things. Yeah. Yeah. And we should work on that movie. I'll, I'll work on the movie. Most of the most of it. The Knights of the Realm. A little short movie, yeah. Oh, yeah, in my website. That's right, the website's going to be up, I think, probably next time. Cool, man. That's going to be awesome. Exciting times. Exciting times. Hopefully you're having a great 2015 as well. I hope you are. Oh, wait, wait. Let's play a song. Let's play a song. Oh, yeah, I have a song. What song? Uh, Cloud Kicker. 
We've we've no, had not we've Cloud had... Kicker. Why? I wanted to play. I wanted to play Tim's song. What song? I am Hans Zimmer. Okay, let's play Hans Zimmer. <laughs> we can do Cloud Kicker next time. Yeah, we can do Cloud. We'll play more music next time. Yeah, because uh, this is the first one. I mean, we're all like groggy. It's like we just woke up from a hibernation. You know. Uh, uh, so Hans Zimmer, here he is. Double Life by Dawson Fosberg. Read by Phil Dragish. Josiah! Mom called. Okay, fine, sorry. Josiah! Mom, mom called. What? I said. Time to get you some new clothes! Time to get you some new clothes! You may have guessed that Josiah is me. This is my story, my life, my journey, and my destiny. Some would call it fate. Some would call it coincidence, and some would say it's an impossible dream that never happened. Because it was! <laughs> 